But I think those are the two big things is just kind of utilizing them until you can get them coming in often and not being scared to ask. On our podcast, we're always asking, hey, can you go and leave us a review? Not only does it help us with our ratings, it helps other people find us so that we can help them too. And then people are like, oh, that's great. Like I'm not only helping them, but I'm helping other people. Um, and yeah, and so, you know, it. some people call it a shameless plug. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not shameful. I'm trying to raise a family and run a business and help people, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of asking for it. Hi, I'm Caitlin Pyatt, owner of Authentic Branding and Marketing, where I work with female entrepreneurs to brand, market, and grow their small businesses. I'm your host for this podcast, Startup Marketing. I'm a mom of three and entrepreneur, so if you ever hear little kids in the background, it's just my life, I'm trying to make this all work while I build a business. I worked as a corporate marketer for over 12 years, where I focused on marketing and branding strategy, along with marketing management. Often, I heard small business owners say they weren't doing any marketing because they couldn't afford to outsource it to an agency and they didn't know how to do it themselves. When I started my business, I knew I could take my expertise and my experience to help women thrive by teaching them how to create strategic marketing plans they could feel confident about and show them the tools to make managing their marketing easy and efficient. So if you're an entrepreneur out there who's Googling how to brand and market your business, you've come to the right place. The goal of Startup Marketing is to make all of my marketing knowledge accessible and actionable so you can take it and level up your business. I'm a huge marketing nerd and I'm passionate about sharing everything I know with you. This podcast is genuinely one of my favorite things to create. So get ready to learn about all things marketing. Hey, and welcome to this week's episode of Startup Marketing. I get asked a lot, how can I market my business for free? As small business owners, heck, even when you're not a small business and you've got a lot of money to spend on marketing, free 99 is always a great price to pay, which is why I'm excited about today's episode and guest, Cheyenne. We'll talk about referral marketing, which is, you guessed it, free. Cheyenne is the founder of Don't Be Shy Photography, where she specializes in shooting destination weddings with her husband, Daryl. They help couples create lasting memories while taking away the stress. Don't Be Shy has expanded over the years to include a team of wedding photographers, other types of photography sessions, business mentoring, and even photography workshops. One of their newest divisions is the Don't Be Shy Boutique, a space for all things creative. They have a hair salon, massage therapist, lash tech, photography studio, and a retail space where they house mostly local artisans. Cheyenne's photography career started as a hobby with a gentle nudge from her husband and grew into so much more in just six short years. She could never have told you that they'd be where they are today five years ago. She is a hairstylist by trade with an extensive background in not only salon management, but retail as well. Her and Daryl have been married only five short years, but seem to have gotten so much done in that time. Cheyenne lives on a farm in rural northern Alberta with two beautiful daughters and a lot of animals where she strives to show the girls what a balanced life can look like as entrepreneurs. She also loves sharing their tips and tricks on their podcast to help others. Holy cow, that's a list of accomplishments and quite a few businesses, and they've all been built by referral marketing. If you're looking for a great way to build your business that won't cost a ton of money, today's conversation is for you. Let's dive in. 
Hi, Cheyenne. Welcome to Startup Marketing. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. I'm excited for our conversation. So tell us a little bit about your background and what it is you do. Yeah, for sure. My background's probably a little bit too long to go in depth, <laughs> but I'll give you, I'll give you the short gist and sweet because I know some of my background does kind of play into what I do now. So I grew up in a, in a rodeo family. Um, and so we were always traveling and my dad was an entrepreneur. And then, uh, you know, as we got older, my parents split up. So I'm also one of those children that come from a split home. Uh, and so I learned a lot with that. And then, uh, yeah, I, I went to hair school, so I'm a hairstylist by trade. And in, in all of that mixture, I worked in retail for quite a few years. I actually managed a very, very large retail store and got a lot of training and background on just that kind of side of business. And so I really enjoyed that. Um, but when I got married and got my Insta family, it was really hard to be a manager at a very large um, business and to be able to fit in mom life in, in the sense that I wanted, to, wanted it to be. And so I actually ended up leaving my job and kind of going back to doing hair. And I actually started doing my photography full time. And so I kind of do a little bit of everything. So my background is a little bit diverse, but um, right now I, I specialize in local and destination weddings. And my husband is one of my shooters with me and we've expanded our brand. We now have a team of photographers and we've actually even expanded our business during the pandemic. We opened a boutique, which encompasses my retail background. I have a hair salon here. I have a massage therapist. We have a little bit of everything going on. So we like to call it like Cheyenne space of everything that she loves. And, um, so yeah, so we kind of always have a little bit going on. We also have our own podcast and it's kind of geared towards uh, couples in business together and, um, you know, how not to kill your spouse whenever you work with them. So a little bit of everything. <laughs> that, that's fantastic. So which of your businesses came first? Was it your photography or your hair? So hair came first. I've been a hairstylist for over 16 years. And um, that's actually kind of where I learned a lot about referrals. Because in, in the hair world, we all know if you love your hairstylist and she does a good job, you're going to tell every single one of your girlfriends about how fabulous it is. People ask you, you know, who did your hair? But then we also know if you have a bad experience with your hairstylist, that it's like, everyone and their dog knows not to go to that hairstylist because she did something wrong. And, you know, just spending so many years in that industry, I really kind of got a feel for people and what they wanted in service. And so I started with my hair and then kind of mixed in a little bit more of the retail. And then I started doing photography as a hobby. I used to mentor and be in a lot of like pageant kind of scenes. And so I used to do a lot of photos on the back end, just of the girls that I mentored on a lot of their trips and stuff. And when my husband realized that that was something that I really enjoyed doing was helping people feel good through the camera, um, he bought me a camera and I started doing photography just that, just that way. Like it was nothing that I had ever planned on doing. Um, and yeah, one of the girls that I had mentored had asked us to shoot her wedding and we did. And you shoot one wedding for someone that has a really big following and we just, it 
it spread so fast that we did weddings and that we were so easy to work with that it was just referral after referral and we weren't we weren't advertising because again i i had a full-time career managing a large a very large retail space i still did hair a couple days a week um and then we had a like we have family like we had we had two like we have two girls and so it was just a lot on my plate um so yeah <laughs> i think that's really smart and i think um it's actually something that gets overlooked really quickly when you're starting a business especially in today's day and age because you see all sorts of like Facebook and Instagram ads to teach you how to run your ads. And like people naturally assume that after your first stop at social media, that paying for social media ads is like the next most logical step to kind of grow your business. And it's actually something that you hit on um, earlier is you know, when you really have a great experience with someone, you'll tell a lot of people. Likewise, you can advertise all you want, but if your experience is not up to snuff, people are actually going to tell more people than they would have about their bad experience than if they had a good experience. Um, so I think that's really, I think it's a very smart way to grow your business. And like I said, I think it's a way that, um, gets overlooked kind of in the early days when you're bombarded with all these options of like how to market or advertise your business. So when you started asking, well, okay, let me back up. So it kind of, your referral marketing really started on, on accident. Some, yes. you, know, you had a client who loved <laughs> it and, and kind of propelled you into that space. Was there a point then obviously that you recognized that this was working really well for you and you were going to be more intentional about asking for those referrals. So what did that ask look like? So once you recognized that this was working and you could get more business by simply asking for referrals and things like that, what did it look like when you went to new customers or clients and asked them for those referrals? Yeah, for sure. So when I started photography, I actually started out in more of the glamour and boudoir type sessions uh, because that's what I like to do. I like to make people feel good. And so those ones started off with referrals just because obviously women felt comfortable with me. And my ask then wasn't really anything big. It was like, hey, you know, like if you can leave me a review on Facebook, I'm starting out. That would be great. And I, I never really thought more of it because again, I never planned on taking it kind of to that next level. And what really turned around for us was after we had shot that first wedding um, and she, that the bride that we had shot, because I knew her so well, I asked her, I wanted to know like, you know, how did we do? Is this something that we could, could do more of, right? And she had worked with probably hundreds of different photographers at that point in her life, uh, professional and personal. She was kind of like that 27 dress bridesmaid where she was in everyone's wedding. And she had said, she goes, you know, I really liked working with you guys because you were so personable and easygoing. And so she kind of just gave me a really good review personally for me to sit back and look. And when she gave that to me, it kind of took me back, right? Like she made me feel so good. And, and really that's obviously what you want in a review is to get all of the feelers on how the, on how the day went. And so 
after talking to her, I had talked to my husband and we were planning our wedding at that time. And I had said to him, I was like, you know, I, I never got that feeling of being an important bride from a lot of the vendors that we were dealing with um, on planning our wedding. Like I just didn't, I didn't feel excited. I didn't feel like anybody cared. And, and so I had said to him, I said, you know, I, I really think that if, you know, if we want to move forward into weddings, because again, this was something he was pushing, not me. I had said to him, I said, I really think we're going to have to figure out um, how we're going to market ourselves because we're, we are different than what I've seen by planning our own wedding. And um, we didn't even make it halfway through our wedding day. And my husband looked at me and he said, we can do this better. And it wasn't because our photographer was bad. Um, it's just, we weren't getting the feels from all of our vendors, like that whole kind of mixture of just what, what we expected. And so, yeah, so we sat down after and just kind of made a game plan. And, and one of the things that we had decided to do was to go back to everyone that I had already photographed, whether it was, cause at that point we had done two weddings now, or if it was any of like my boudoir clients and just say, Hey, you know, I really enjoyed working with you. I hope all is well, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, could you do me a favor and leave me a review on social media so that more people can, can learn from your experience. We're really big on reading reviews, whether it's on like TripAdvisor, whenever we travel or on product that we buy online. And I think it would be really helpful for people. And so, you know, I probably only had like maybe a 50% return rate on that, but that's kind of where it started. We just, we knew that as a consumer, what we wanted, and I, I had a hard time finding that in my vendors because I wasn't able to read those reviews that gave me all of the details. It was, they were affordable, you know, they were on time. It was good. That, that, that doesn't help me. Right. <laughs> So that's kind of how it started is it just started as we knew what we wanted um, as, as the consumer. And so we just asked our clients to do that for our clientele. Right. That makes a lot of sense. So then part of, part of getting really amazing referrals that go into details and things like that is having a really great client or customer experience. And when you think, when you go back to that time, you know, that moment when your husband said like, we can do this better, not because your photographer was bad, but like you said, you just, as you're kind of describing it to me, it sounds like your experiences were really just transactional. Like I'm here, here's what you need. Here's what I'll give you. Are you good? Great. So then when in that moment, when you realized you could do it better, how did you kind of reverse engineer or, or help me reverse engineer what, what the experience was like and how you said, okay, here's how we're going to change this so that our clients not only leave us good reviews, but they leave us amazing reviews that have those details and things like that. What yeah, that sure. So one of the, like, one of the things we had done kind of whenever we sat down was because like I said, it, it wasn't that our photographer was bad. That was, that was not the case at all. We hired one of the top photographers in our area. And my husband had said, he goes, my expectations were not met. And it wasn't necessarily just with our photographer. Like he was, he was good. Um, but it was more with 
like the second shooter and more so with our other venues uh like our like our venue and um like just like the different things involved in, in weddings so we kind of looked at like that whole package like what was wrong with the whole thing and it was just our expectations our expectations were not in line with what we got delivered and so the biggest thing that we do with any of our wedding couples is well we we vet them so when they kind of inquire our services after we've got on track if we have dates open prices are good yada 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 uh i request that we meet in person and i always tell our clients it's kind of like a haha but i say to them i'm like you want to come and meet with me because you are going to be stuck with me in quoting like you know like i know like i'm like obviously not stuck with me but they're going to be stuck with me on uh, one of the most important days of their life and they need to make sure that our personalities jive well and then they're always like, oh, ha ha ha, you know, like so funny, but it's true, right? Because if, if our personalities aren't jiving, I'm probably going to end up with a bridezilla or someone that just expects something that we maybe can't deliver or we don't know that they want. And I think that's the biggest thing. And it's the same in any industry that you do. So like same with my hair, my clients sit down and I'm like, okay, what are you expecting? You know, you have a box color of black hair dye on your hair and you want to go to blonde. We, we break it down. Your expectations are obviously too high for what I can deliver. And it, it really doesn't matter what industry you're in. It will work for any of them. But just figuring out the expectations of your clients and then making sure that you're on the same page is a big one because then it really makes them feel like you cared and then that puts in that feeler part and that's the part that you want in order to get those reviews that are not just you know they were good my hair looks great uh, my shirt was nice if if you're in retail and you are helping your customer and it's like what are you using this shirt for like are you a busy mom? Yeah. Do you have time to iron it? You don't have time to iron? You don't want this fabric. You don't want this fit. And then they just think that you've spent so much time and energy caring that when they rate that review, it's going to be descriptive and it's going to tell people how wonderful the or bad the experience was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think um, I totally, I totally see it. There's been like times, um, I actually, one of a former colleague of mine took our family pictures back in the fall. And I remember going in to the experience and saying like, this is, this is what I'm hoping for. Like in every other, um, every other family photo shoot, sorry, my daughter is very excited about some Legos she just found. <laughs> <laughs> like the big ones if anybody can hear her age they're not like the tiny little ones she's not gonna joke um I had gone in and said in every other photo shoot my husband gets super stressed out because he's like trying to get our kids to like sit nicely and look at the camera and we had a little baby and we have a four-year-old and an almost seven-year-old and I told her I said I just want him to be able to relax so that he doesn't start yelling and harping at our kids not yelling but like you know then he would start to like you know sit still sit still look at the camera look at the camera stop doing that you know and he you could he started like that stress kind of started to transfer and then like our kids get grumpy and they don't want to participate 
And so I told her going into it, I said, I just, I just really want everyone to be relaxed. I want lots of candid pictures. I just want to capture our life as it is right now. I don't, I'm not under any illusion that my kids sit still and look at a camera and smile for an hour. That's not my goal here. Can you help me achieve that? And that was the information I gave her. And then she took it and she planned and she was like, okay, well, let's see. She was like, let's meet somewhere near your house so that your kids, you know, you don't have to drive 30 or 40 minutes across town where your kids are going to be tired from being in the car or they fall asleep. So then they're like grumpy when you wake up. And she kind of thought through like all of these details. And then she was like, you know, your yard is is really beautifully landscaped. Like let's, let's come and just get some of the kids running around and being them natural selves. And she's just, she's just starting out. She's been doing photography for a very, very long time, but she finally took the leap and is doing it herself. And so when she delivered my photos, I was like, my mind is blown. These are beautiful. And she asked, Hey, can you leave me a review? Absolutely. And I went in and I was super descriptive. Like she did this for me. She took the time. This was what I told her I wanted. And this is how she planned for it. And this is the most relaxed my family has ever been at a photo shoot. And I went into those details mm-hmm. without even having to be prompted because she just made the experience really good. Right. And so I think it's really smart to think about and mesh though that personality. Cause I do think it comes down to that. I knew I had some, I had information obviously going in because she was a colleague of mine. So I knew our personalities meshed already. Um, but in another instance, when we hired, when we moved into the house that we're in now, it was built in the seventies and it hadn't been updated since the seventies. We moved in and we said, we want to hire a designer to just help us make some of our big choices so that we do this once and we don't regret it. And the first thing he said, cause I found him, I vetted all his projects. I was in love with him before. Like I even contacted him. I was so excited. And the first thing he said to me was like, well, let's see if we're a good fit. I'll come over and I'll take a look at the house and we can have a conversation. And I got the impression that he was like measuring us, not just by like the scope of the the literal project, but by the way we interacted and it made a huge difference. He's a good friend of mine. We still use this to use him to this day. Like, and I refer people to him all the time simply because I think he took the time to say, is this going to be a good fit or does it feel like this lady is going to fight me tooth and nail on every decision or every recommendation I have. And then it's just going to end up being a disaster. Yeah, exactly. I think too, like the other thing with that is some people will be like, Oh, I don't have the time to, you know, to do that. And, and in all reality, it really doesn't take that much more time. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I will say we have, we have brought on clients that were maybe not my ideal client of what I would say that we would usually want to book, but I've still booked them. We all need money. Like I'm not going to lie about it. Um, but I knew by talking to them that we could meet their expectations. And that was the most important thing, right? Like I might not be best friends with them. Um, but we could deliver our job to what they needed. And I think that that's another thing for people to think of too, right? That, you know, meeting with people doesn't necessarily mean that you have to turn down the work, but it's just kind of going over the, the expectations and making them feel good. And it's the same again, in any industry, we work with, well, we've gone through 
multiple lawyers, for instance, and there are some that will take the time to actually talk to us mm -hmm. um, and not in a long, long, long manner, because obviously we're paying by the hour, but those are the ones that make me want to go back to them because they actually seem to care about what is going on in our life, which makes them represent us that much better, whether, you know, whether we're going through um, something where we need them to mediate for us or they're just bringing up a document. If they're making us a contract, they know uh, what we want because they spend the extra 10 minutes to ask about how we were. And so really it can go, it can go into any field that you do. And if you just kind of slot that into your time, um, you know, that when you're with a customer that it's just going to take you that extra five minutes to, to ask normal questions, yep. just normal yep. everyday conversational questions that will make them feel good. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense. So when you started asking your clients and your customers for referrals, did you, do you pair it with any kind of like discount or special offer or have you been able to just put the ask out and get the return that you're hoping for? Yeah. So in the beginning, like I said, I kind of went back to some of those clients that I had already worked with, which is great. Yep. Uh, and just, I just asked them, I just said, Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you go in and do this now? Um, especially with our wedding, our wedding clients. Um, but pretty much with all of my sessions that I do for photography, um, when I deliver their photos, I ask for whatever it is that I want. And usually it's like a, Hey, I really enjoyed working with you. I want more clients like you, um, is a big one. Cause one makes them feel good. Like that they were great to work with. Cause we all want to feel like we're the ideal person to work with. But two, it also reminds them that I want people like them and I want people like them because they're my ideal client. I want to work with more people like them. So obviously if it's someone that I don't want to work with, <laughs> probably I'm not going to put this little blurb in there. <laughs> um, but I'm really lucky. I, we have such great clients that everybody gets this. Um, so yeah, I ask them, you know, please leave us a review, send us referrals. And then I always do, uh, if you send somebody our way, make sure that they tell us that you sent them. Um, and then I usually have like, we'll give them a goodie. Like I'll give them money off on their next session, what, whatever it is. Sometimes we do gift cards for weddings. If you send a wedding our way, mm -hmm. um, we'll actually send back a gift card to the person um, that referred them. The other thing that I've done in the last while with social media is I do have a few clients that are really good social media warriors and they're just plugging our name. And although I might not get a referral because obviously they're little blurbs, like they're not as in depth, some of them are pretty good. The person looking for that, that uh, referral on that post may not book us. They might not even reach out to me, but I can generally tell if my next couple of messages in my inbox came from seeing my name on that post, if that makes sense, right? Like, so even though, you know, they're just throwing my name out there, I'm still getting inquiries and I kind of keep track mentally and on, on paper on the people that are often tagging us on social media. And a lot of the times I'll throw out something for them. Like, Hey, like, you know, thank you so much for, you know, always referring us on social media. It's greatly appreciated. Um, I'm doing a, a, like a customer appreciation marathon or whatever. I'm going to give, give you a free session. Um, 
And I only usually do that for the ones that are like always doing it, but it's, it's just my time. Like I'm not giving away anything that's costing me something other than my time. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like, it took them time to go on to all of these posts and leave, leave little mini referrals to me. It means something. And you know, half the time they don't even take it. They'll still say, Oh no, like, no, no, we'll, we'll just book a regular session with you. We don't need, we don't need you to do that. But because I reached out to them and made them feel important, then they remember how important it is that they are leaving those referrals for me. So yeah, I definitely ask. I'll put, you know, leave us a Google review, leave us a Facebook review, whatever it is, ask. And don't be ashamed to ask. I think a lot of people are scared, but it's what, it's what helps us. And I think when people know that they are helping you, then they're more inclined to go and do that. Yeah. Absolutely. So how how do you showcase the referrals you're getting? Is it just on like Facebook and Google and things like that? Or do you ask for like videos? What does that look like? Yeah. So we've done a little bit of everything over the years. Um, pretty much like our Facebook reviews, obviously house on Facebook. Google is great because that helps with our SEO. So that's part of the reason why we tend to send people to those two things because Facebook is our, our, our jam. Like that's where we get a lot of our clients. We know that. So usually I will push people to Facebook. Um, but for a while, when we were trying to get our SEO up, uh, we were pushing people to Google or I would ask for both, but I would always say, Hey, can you leave us a review on Google? And if you have the time, even if you want to copy and paste it, can you stick it on Facebook? Right? Cause then it kind of directs people on what to do. Um, and that worked out really good. And then a lot of the times we will take clippets of those and we will post them on social media and be like, Hey, like it's so-and-so's anniversary or, or their pictures came back or something and kind of put a little bit of the blurb, um, you know, showcased with their photos so that people can kind of see that. We also have them on our on our website and so it's just under our like what people say about us so we have it there so people can actually click on it and they can read a bunch of different reviews but then i also have some of those reviews on um my galleries close to the photos from those people so we have them all over just as an affirmation of hey like these these guys are great like don't don't forget right like we want to keep right. plugging that all the time and even if somebody was to look at all of the platforms and read all of the reviews um for me i'm not worried that they're seeing the same content i think it just reaffirms in their mind yeah. that that we are doing our job um, so that was a big one. And then a couple of, well, almost a couple of years ago, when we kind of got into doing destination weddings a little bit more, we were having a hard time because obviously with us being referral based, um, it's hard because not everybody in our area is jet setting off to somewhere to get married. So our pickings were, were quite little at the time. And um, so we had got one of our couples to do a video review for us. And so not only did they do a video review, they also did a video on picking their photographer. And so they were really open and honest about like what they did to kind of search out other clients. And it's great because in that, they kind of even give us a little mini referral. So if somebody is on YouTube or Pinterest or whatever, and they're looking for, um, you know, a, 
destination wedding photographer and they stumble upon this video on like what to look for in finding a, a, a photographer, they break down what all they did, but then they also break down what they loved about booking us, like why they loved our services. So we kind of even got two referrals out of the same people, but they're housed in very different places. And I think that that's another thing people can look at too, is if you are going to do a video referral, obviously you can use it on social media, but you can always put it on, you know, YouTube or have it on your, on your website. It is something that I will be doing here in the future. Cause I'm trying to kind of regrow because I let my boudoir photography just kind of do its own thing. I haven't been advertising it or pushing it, but I want to start getting it kind of back up again. And so I will be doing uh, video referrals with my ladies and kind of putting it all into like a big production on their pictures and how they felt during their session and just have all of those feelers. And um, I, I think that there's definitely power behind a video referral. People can see uh, that it, that you're genuine. Um, I just haven't got to do a lot of them. I haven't had the time. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. It, it is, um, it does take the time, time to kind of curate all of that stuff, but I think it's really great. Um, video obviously does, does really well. And I think it's really interesting too, like you mentioned, um, the, the one couple that even just walked through the process of picking a photographer and, that's just super smart content in and of itself because now it also, like you said, it can live in other places. So their initial review can live in all the places you're talking about, Facebook and Google and your website and things like that. Um, but the process of talking about how to pick a photographer is very valuable. Like if you don't know that you should be doing certain things to get to the point where your expectations are met, then now they now you've got this other source that is very tangential and very relevant to you and your business and where you're at. But like you said, it's living in, in a totally different spot. So it opens up more possibilities, you know, and and the part about hey, this is who we worked with, likely just kind of comes at the end as a very brief mention. But the people who talked about it really probably knew what they were talking about, sounded like very competent, very trustworthy people. And then they referred you. So the, the jump there from somebody who didn't know about you to now hearing about you is, oh, if these people who sound like they knew a lot or I learned a lot from them recommends these people, I'm, I'm going to go to those people and at least inquire I'm, yep. you know, and see. So I think it's just a really smart, smart way for you to build that stuff out. I think it's very cool. Um, so what were the lessons that you learned through the process of referral marketing? Oh, there's always so many lessons. Um, I think the big one, like for the first while was the ask. Um, I just, it, you know, it's, it's, it's not that I'm too proud to ask for help, but I think sometimes you just feel like you don't want to be a burden to people. 
and you you just kind of get scared or, or nervous about asking for what you want and and that one was a big one for me to overcome especially if i asked them in my written form on my pictures and then i never got anything it was like crickets i would just leave it but then now i'm like you know what i'm busy i like it when people be like hey are we still doing this or are we what whatever because sometimes i I just forget and I don't mean to. So a lot of the times now I'll even do another follow-up with a client and be like, Hey, like, you know, what, whatever it is. And then be like, um, you know, if, if you're still interested in doing a review for us, I would really love you to go here. And I usually will just link it. Um, and sometimes for, for people, they just need that, that kind of nudge and then even putting in that you know if you're still interested because if they're like well i never said that i wasn't interested or that i was they'll be like oh maybe i should be interested in right. in leaving them a review and and so yeah i think that was the biggest one was was the ask um one of the other big ones for us was repurposing those referrals so for the longest time they did they just stayed on google and on facebook and um you know, sometimes we would give a shout out even on a live and just say, Hey, you know, like, thanks for everybody leaving us a referral. But even now with our podcasts, with all of our referrals, we're going to start not only repurposing them on social media, but we will actually be doing them on our episodes as well. Because I know as somebody that sends messages to other companies i love it when they're like oh hey cheyenne wrote in and she wanted to say this or she left this review and for us that's something that we're going to be adding in now with the podcast is we can read out those reviews because then if somebody is listening and they can relate to that review they're gonna be like oh i've never listened to any of their other episodes i'm gonna go follow the one that that this person was talking about and listen to it and so I think those are the two big things is just not to be scared about the ask and then making sure that you're using those referrals to the best of your ability. Because let's be real, when you're starting out a new company, it's not like you're getting a, a review written about you every day. So you can't be using yeah. it all the time, but there's no shame in doing a throwback. Be like, you know, whatever. I got this review review last year from a wedding couple. Oh, hey, happy anniversary. You know, thank you to so-and-so. Um, they also left this, you know, like this wonderful review from their wedding day and you could just put that underneath or however it is that you want to do it. But I think those are the two big things is just kind of utilizing them until you can get them coming in often and not being scared to ask. On our podcast, we're always asking, hey, can you go and leave us a review? Not only does it help us with our ratings, it helps other people find us so that we can help them too. And then people are like, oh, that's great. Like I'm not only helping them, but I'm helping other people. Um, and yeah, and so, you know, it. some people call it a shameless plug. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not shameful. I'm trying to raise a family and run a business and help people. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not ashamed of asking for it. <laughs> no, totally. That makes a ton of sense. Um, so, in kind of in the same, in the same vein, like as you're asking people and you're kind of leveraging what you do have available to you, did you ever leverage your other businesses to also kind of like, did you use them as their own little mini referral network? 
Yeah, so one of the great things about what we've done and what we always encourage anyone that we do any type of business mentoring with is to build your brand um, and not just sell your product. And so because we have built a brand and I really learned this, um, you know, not only from doing hair, cause obviously your hair, like your hair clients will follow you. You leave a salon, they're gonna, they're gonna go and hunt for you, right? Because you have sold them on, on you not necessarily on the products that you use or the space that you're in. And so when I was in retail, the company that I worked for started in a small space that didn't even have power when they had started, they had to use a generator. Um, and they were really big on, on people getting to know them. And as they grew and they expanded their businesses, people followed them. And so it worked out great because a lot of my hair clients uh, came to me for photos because they obviously heard what I was up to through me like kind of referring myself. I'm like, hey, this is what I'm up to. And then they would come. And then as the photography brand grew and people got to know us for you know who we were, we started the podcast. And I would say probably 60% of our followers from photography are now over on the podcast. Not everyone, because obviously not everybody is, you know, a couple or a couple in business, but a lot of those people followed us and they followed us because they believed in us. They knew who we were, they knew what our values were. And so they came on over. And then when we decided to open up the boutique in the middle of a pandemic, obviously I wasn't, you know, really out talking to people. We were barely working. Um, people just, again, same thing, they just, followed us to that space because uh, they, they know us. They're like, okay, well, let's go see what they're up to now. And, and so it's good because I tried to keep our name similar for both the photography and like the boutique side of things for findability <laughs> because I didn't want to have to pay on, like pay more marketing. I didn't want to have to pay for it. So like my SEO is always like already really good. And then because people refer, don't be shy for the photography. If they see don't be shy boutique mentally in their brain, they just pretty much already know that we are the same thing. Right? So if somebody's referring the boutique or they're referring photography, it doesn't matter. They see one of those names and they're like, Oh, I was told to go to this person. And they don't even know what they're coming to me for half the time. They're like, <laughs> they're like oh so and so said you guys were so great and I should check you out and then I'm like okay well like what were you looking for because <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot going on <laughs> but yeah for sure like I definitely think that um you know referring within like your own your own businesses are super easy because you've already built up that clientele for one mm -hmm. um and and I guess too you know it can also work um the other way if you have a business going and you maybe weren't getting the best referrals. Maybe you weren't your best self. You were really slow at getting back to your clients. You weren't giving them all the right feelers and you were branded under the blue door. Um, obviously getting as far away as you can from the blue door and starting a new business um, so that you're starting fresh and you're really focusing in that business to give everything that you that you find important within that business to those clients so that then they are referring back. They're not like, Oh, she used to own the blue door. Um, don't, don't go to her. Does that make sense? Like I definitely think it can work both ways. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So if somebody is listening and 
they're like, great. <laughs> this sounds like I'm, I'm in on this strategy. And I know for me, I would be like, this, this has given me a lot to think about. Like as I, as I'm in the process of kind of getting like my first several clients wrapped up to make sure that I'm going back and I'm asking for those referrals and I'm just thinking of all the ways that I can use them. If somebody is thinking about it and they should be because it's probably the free, the most free, is that a free? <laughs> the most free? It's um, cheap. <laughs> and it's usually somebody else's labor. Like you just have to ask. It's not even like Google my business where you have to like set it up. <laughs> um, so are there things that someone should have in place in order to make this strategy successful? For me, I am definitely a system girl. So again, like I said, I, I always put with my photography clients, I always put in their delivery gallery, this is my expectation for you. I write it out. I want you to leave me a Facebook review, uh, tell your friends and I'm gonna give you, you know, whatever towards another session. So be very clear on, on what you want. And then my next system is to always do a follow-up. And so I think that's a big thing for people is if, if they're already asking for the referral and you're like, I'm not getting them, reach out to them and be like, hey, you know, just checking in to see if there's anything I can do to help. Um, the other thing that I will say, and I was chatting with one of the girls that is in, in, um, in mentorship with us right now, she was saying, she's like, I don't know if I need to like up my prices. She's a photographer and, and does another business as well. And I was like, well, why, why are you saying that with a question mark? And we've already gone over her, her pricing. And she said, well, I've lost a couple of people I've noticed. They inquired with me. I, I kind of gave them all the, the, you know, low down of what was going to happen. But then I see that they went with somebody else who's much more expensive. And I see that they've posted their photos. And I said to her, I'm like, did you ask them why they went with the other person? And she was flabbergasted by that. And I said, there is no shame in reaching out to a customer and just say, hey, we are always trying to better not only ourselves, but our business and our customer experience. Um, I noticed that you didn't book me for this service, or I noticed that you didn't leave me a reviewer, whatever it is that you're looking for. And just say, can you tell me why so that i can maybe see if it's something that we can better going forward in our business and it, it doesn't matter like whether they don't like my pricing or maybe my style didn't fit then then okay perfect that's great like definitely you know no problems there but if they're like oh you were um this this isn't us but you were really slow at getting back to me uh somebody else booked me before then you know that you need to step up your game if you're constantly getting the same feedback that oh you were really slow to deliver to me or oh you know i just i found that i didn't get enough one-on-one -on -one time with you whatever it may be so i just i'm very systematic in asking for what i want doing a follow-up and if i'm not if i'm still not getting what i want um i will ask why like for like, and it does it just helps me better our business and and i think if any of our vendors for our wedding would have done that to me it would have been so much easier um to have gone back and left them a review but we didn't because i didn't want to leave them a bad review um but at the same time i just i didn't have those good feelings to leave them an exceptionally good review. <laughs> right. right. No, that makes, 
it, it makes a lot of sense. And I, um, I hate this phrase, hate is a strong word. I dislike this phrase because it was used so much um, and, and not with the right intentions in the corporate world, but the concept of like feedback is a gift. So if like <laughs> you do something and, and like the sentiment is really nice, but like I said, in my experience, when that's used in the corporate world, it's often used in a way that's like, uh, people use it to sort of like weaponize their thoughts against you. And so that never, it never feels like a gift. Yes, um, it's, it's hard. It is, it is hard. But I think like when, and I've, I've done this too, like on, on proposals that I've lost out on where I was like, oh, okay. Like I felt like I put together a really comprehensive proposal. Um, felt like I really understood what you were asking. I, I've gone back and I've said, Hey, like I'm, I'm new. I'm a year old. I really just, I'm, I'm just trying to learn and kind of understand. Can you, can you tell me why you decided to go with, go with someone else? My feelings are absolutely not hurt. I just really want to learn so that if it's something that I can, I can change, then I can take that into consideration. You know, if they're like, oh, well, our styles just didn't match. Well, you know, I'm not going to change my style for, for one person. Right. Um, but, you know, hey, your pricing is really like out of market. Okay, I may not change my prices right away, but if I hear that a few times, then it's yes. like, okay, well, maybe I should, I should consider it. So I think when, when used very purely and with like the best of intentions to to kind of ask for that and to be honest and, and give that honest feedback, I think it's just so helpful and so valuable to, to businesses. So I, I think it's really fantastic. Um, I've learned a ton today just in terms of, uh, like I said earlier, I think this is something that's like easily forgotten. I know for myself, it's something that like, as you're kind of just moving on to the next thing and you're getting ready, it's easy to overlook. So I know I took a ton of notes about mentally anyway, <laughs> um, about how I want to implement this and make it really good. And so I really appreciate your time and just your expertise and hearing your story about how you've been able to kind of grow all of these businesses. So if listeners are looking to connect with you, where do they find you? Go ahead and plug yourself. Yeah, you bet. So we can be found in multiple places. The easiest one um, to find us, they, they probably be able to find some more added value would be on the podcast page. So they can find us at www.wgtpodcast.com. So it's, we got this podcast with Daryl and Cheyenne. And um, so that kind of houses, you know, how to get in contact with us. It has all of our episodes on there. You can also find me at um, www.don'tbeshy and it's chy.com. And on there, it links you to um, all of the other businesses and gives you all of our social media handles too, so that people can follow us. Um, we are very open people. And so I, if we're not always for everyone, but, um, but yeah, on social, we like to really interact with people that are following us and, and just kind of learn from them. And the other thing um, that I wanted to do for your listeners, because I was really excited whenever you um, said that you wanted to have me on, because we love helping other um, businesses grow. And I think that just, you know, women in business is obviously, um, you know, a really important thing 
to me too, but um, we had chatted about um, doing like a free brainstorming session for your listeners. And so basically what we do is we just set up a Zoom meeting with people and um, they can pick our brain and, and, and it's on anything. And so we usually get people to kind of pre-send us a few questions so we know what type of questions are going to have because Daryl is definitely more of the techie one. He has a financial background. So if it's like bookkeeping or, or websites and SEO and all that kind of stuff, he will usually jump on and kind of man that session. And if it's pretty much anything else in life, um, then, then I'll do it. And so, yeah, so if any of your listeners are interested in it, um, they can just apply through either one of the pages for our brainstorming session and just say that they heard it on your podcast. So they got to make sure that they tell us where they were listening and uh, we'll give them the session for free to be able to help them out. Awesome. That's so cool. Thank you. Well, I genuinely appreciate your time and even your time going forward. I really genuinely hope that people take advantage of your offer. It's very nice. Um, thank you. And I have sincerely enjoyed this conversation. Perfect. Well, thank you for having me. It was nice. Of course. Ah, free marketing. We all love it and need more of it. I can tell you that Cheyenne's advice really does work. I had a quick consultation with a gal who was like, I need to understand how to get better referrals. And I told her exactly what Cheyenne talked about with me. And within days, I saw she had received like over 80 reviews on her Google My Business listing. And those are powerful testimonials. One of the things about establishing your authority and growing your brand and business is that being able to show social proof that you know what you're doing is really important. So gathering testimonials, asking for referrals, it demonstrates those things and helps other people feel comfortable investing in you. So start gathering those testimonials and asking for those referrals. You can put them on Google, Yelp, Yahoo, any of the search engines have their own business listings that you can be on. Put them on Facebook, use them in your social media as testimonials, get them and use them. They are powerful marketing tools that don't cost you anything except an ask to receive them. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please rate, review, and subscribe to Startup Marketing to help other women like you find this podcast. Until next time.